Kalispera, because we are live. Welcome to This Is Mapa Live for the second week on the trot. We're getting brave now. That's why now we're getting very brave, aren't we, bro? Yeah. Yeah, this is what happens when I'm on holiday and don't have notes prepared properly. We do it live. Why not? Why not? You exactly. never know. What's the worst that could happen? Hmm? What is the worst that could happen? <laughs> well, I, I think that's what a lot of club presidents have been asking, the likes of Sapinto, Kalalambos, and all the other coaches who have since been dismissed or are teetering on the edge of dismissal, right? <laughs> What's the worst oh, yeah. that could happen? <laughs> I mean, yeah, everybody's everybody's got a ticket and their number's being called. Yep, that's right. So the current standing, or should I say that the current number of head coaches that have gone are six. So we're 22 away from last season's record. Yeah, we're very we're very close, aren't we? I think yes. I think it I think it might quiet down a little bit for a couple of months. And mm-hmm. then once December comes along, the, you know, the the, the, the butter's gonna start churning again. For sure, for sure, because the window's going to open and the new managers are going to want to use that window to make their signings. Exactly. So it'll be interesting to see how many more head coaches bite, they're not literally bite the dust, you know what I mean, given their P45 or whatever is used in Cyprus. I don't know. I don't know, even if they do have P45s out there. Equivalent. Yeah, unemployment. They'll pick up their unemployment check. Oh no, he's he's only gone and frozen, hasn't he? Oh no. Oh. You froze for a brief second. You had you had I... the, a case of the Roy's for a second. Oh, okay. All right. Because I was gonna say you froze. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Wow. I was moving okay. fine. I was like jazzing it all up. We can watch it back anyway, we'll find out. Okay. Does not matter because we're here. We're here. Anyway, so before we start the actual podcast itself, um, don't forget we have a lovely sponsor, Food from Cyprus. Visit foodfromcyprus.com. Use the discount code NCN12 for 12% discounts. And if you check in the description, there is a lovely link that's an Airbnb. We are doing a giveaway. So every purchase that you make with this discount code, you will be entered into a competition for the opportunity to win two free nights at an Airbnb in Lefkosia in the new year. And that's it. Look in the description. You've got the uh, the lovely website. You can see everything in the room, in the kitchen. So, yeah. Happy days. This is what we do for you. Yes? Okay. Yes. Exactly. Thassot is happy. Thassot yep. is happy. All right. Anyway, let's, let's get started, man, because people aren't here to... Listen to us promoting stuff. So let's go with our roundup. Salamina, 2-0 victory over Garmi Odisa. Take it away. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, there's not a lot to uh, there's a lot a lot to say there, really. Uh, I've got Narsing has been rapid racking up them assists. He's getting more and more involved in the games, especially with the the shit ass defenses that we've got in the league. Um you know they're really rubbish at the corners. Second goal for Salaminas is a well worked team move with Doragarai finishing it off with just a little like just a little poke like boop, taking it into the correct yep. direction. 
um, kind of on Garimodis' side of things, I can't believe that a manager would pick Anestis over <laughs> Spoljaric or Antosh, but that seems to be the case. Um, but let's see. Let's see. Let, let's see. Let's see what the next manager decides on. Yep. Yeah. Well, how much of that did you hear? The th- Cause, cause no, no, I got, I got all of it. No, no, I got all of it. I'm just, um, I'm not surprised that they've got another head coach. By the way, it's their <laughs> yeah. third head coach of the season. It's it's unbelievable. Marino Sachas lasted two games. Um, and he was hired very quickly once Florian Bratu uh, resigned in his press conference after his last game. Um, so he went from the 25th of September, 2023, and he lasted all of 12 days and two matches. So his two matches were a nil-nil draw with Othellos, which yep. I think they were unlucky to kind of come away with just a draw from that. They They took the game on head-on and tried to get some kind of result. Uh, and then they lost 2-0 to Nelson Salamina and they deserved to lose 2-0 to, to, to yep. Salamina. But yeah, sure. all that goodwill that Sacha had, kind of getting Baralimni promoted and then just keeping them up, almost keeping them up if it wasn't for, you know, some people would say dodgy dealings. Um, we uh, we won't talk about that. That was the yeah, last yeah, season. Yeah, yeah, but, but but anyway, all that goodwill that he had has kind of just gone because because of these last twelve days. Yeah. Um, but you know, it'd be interesting to see where he pops up next. For sure. Now, For sure. Garmiodissa, we're talking of bringing in, or there was talk of Garmiodissa bringing in uh, this Belgian manager Frederick yeah. van der Beest who was previously at Aris in 2016-17 and is currently an assistant manager at KV Mechelen. That's right. But obviously that has now that's now changed. Hasn't it? Yep. Wonder why. Yeah. They've only gone and brought in the guy that they had twice already. Last year, twice already, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, do we want to talk about that now, or do we want to leave it off till later? We'll leave it for later. All right, we'll okay. We'll leave right. it because we got, got a round up later. Yeah, we we got a round up, and the next one is um, got beating Ael by a goal to nil, and I, I guess we're gonna have to talk about this one. Um, yeah. in, in fact, let's just talk about what happened at full time with the head coach of uh, Ael and uh, what he's up to now. Shall we? Well, uh, I mean, what happened at, at full time? Well, I'm just saying that, it, yeah, after all, I mean, he had a press conference and he said, I'm not sure if I'm going to be here. We're going to have a conversation with the board. And the next thing you know, a couple of days later, bye. Yeah, but yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So it wasn't just, uh... <laughs> okay, because I know he said last week, he said, if I am the problem, then from Monday, I won't be the problem anymore. And that was yep. last after last week's games. So I'm guessing he said the same thing, just slightly differently this week. Um, but yeah, obviously the border aisle decided, yeah, 
off you go, mate. Uh, uh, but yeah, like completely. So originally, Haralampos was brought on to be chief scout. And then Janewski got sacked and he took over on an interim basis. And then I guess the Somadio thought he was doing a good job. So they offered him on a permanent basis in the summer. That permanent basis lasted less games than the interim basis he was there for. But anyway. That's right. Yeah. Normal stuff, yeah. Um, But yeah, 24 hours later, um, the announcement that Garmio Dissa made wasn't even an announcement. It was basically um, uh, the director of football, Yannis Violaris, was being interviewed on Supersport FM. 104.0 if you're in Cyprus. Um, uh, he He went on that station at lunchtime. Uh, and basically just said, yeah, we've we've brought him in. Uh, and, well, the actual quote is, Christos Haralampos came about with the parting of ways with Ael. He was a solution that we knew since he had previously worked in our team. It is a risk for him to take over the team at the moment where he is today. He believes in his strengths and we gave him the keys to the locker room. So not only is he the manager, he's the groundsman as well. Jokes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he's out the door. Apparently, I'll have got a short list of coaches. Not sure who these coaches are. Apparently, it's not a Cypriot. Not a no, Cypriot head coach on the short list. They made they made that crystal clear that it's not yeah. a Cypriot. Yeah. Uh, they're uh, the the president. What happened? Minute. What happened? With what? Are we still live? We are still live, right? Yeah, we was. was I, I think we're still live. I, I guess we are. Maybe he's asking what happened with the with the Isle situation. I don't know. I don't know. Ah, okay. Well, I'll keep talking and wait for the for another comment. Yeah, you comment. keep talking because I I need to check something on my router. Yeah, I know what what the problem could be if it is lagging. But just give me two minutes. I'll, I'll be back. I'll be back. Okay. I'll I'll keep waffling about. Ayel in the meantime. So, um, we said that Haralambos has been given the keys to the locker room at Carmiodissa. Ayel have specified that they're looking for a foreign coach and that the president of the Somadio is going abroad during the international break and he will be talking to a few, but not all the names on the shortlist. So, there's a couple of questions from me. And then maybe, and maybe somebody in the comments might know a couple of a couple of answers to these questions. But how big is a shortlist in is normally? Because he's talking about a few of them, not all of them. Normally, it's like three or four people, right? And how is it not a few of the people, but not all of them? Also, if anyone knows where he's going, the, the president of IL, could we then deduce who he's talking to? So, for instance, if he's going to Romania, is he talking to Florian Bratel right now? 
Well, Bratu did say he's going to use his experience at Garmi Odessa in his next role. And he said he wanted another job in Cyprus as well. Oh, okay, okay. Do you think Miliziano has had a word? Um, I don't know, maybe. But uh, that would mean that um, your son, my dear president, is going to Belgium. Yes, true. If he's been speaking to Miliziano. But there's also something that we didn't mention, which we did put on the latest write-up on the Gafes Flares website. When our Twitter account announced the departure there we go. of Kambus, uh, right? A former IL player liked the tweet. Yeah. <laughs> he hit that like button and it was within moments. Within yeah. moments. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. No, I, I suspect, I mean, Haralambos must have done something or other um, correctly for the Somadio to want to keep him in charge to the point where they yeah. offered him a permanent deal after what he did last season, which yeah. I guess what he did last season was good. I don't know. He guided them to a cup final after one game. But, but he didn't. Janevsky, Janevsky did that. <laughs> Listen, I'm just trying to dramatize it as much as possible. He had 11 games as caretaker coach last season and seven games this season. Yeah. Like, anyway, look, it's done. He's gone back to Garmi Odessa for what his third spell now. Yep. Third? Yep. He's, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I wrote it. I wrote this down. So he's basically, since. The beginning of last summer, he has been coach number two, four, and nine. Let's see. Wouldn't it be great if he was coach two, four, six, and eight? (laughs) Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Get some, get some cheerleaders, pom poms, and everything. I got me all this Russian cheerleaders. On on top of the eight guys holding flares up. Yeah, possibly. But just have people walking by, like, you know, in The Simpsons, the, the Duff Man, where they're dressed up in the Duff Beer costume? Yeah. Pooning yeah. Pooning wines. Oh, in yeah. The wine bottle costume. Ah, you're giving them ideas now. Well, they had the uh, orange balloons and the orange Range Rover last season outside. Yeah, and the fruitcake. <laughs> the fruitcake. When they announced the Keshagoff. Yep. Which this is time, quite ironic. Yeah, exactly. This. <laughs> This time, it's just an announcement on the radio, just like a bleh. Yep. Maybe their social media team's on holiday. I don't know. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on because there's a bore draw to discuss. I actually haven't even watched the highlights of this one. I'm not going to lie. So you're going to have to talk me through. I I didn't didn't pay any attention to this game. Buffalo nil, Ike nil. I mean... It was it was fine. There was a couple couple of hits uh, on the bar. Uh, there's not not a lot not not a lot went on. Uh, Tank yeah, Tankovic hit the bar. Um, I, I crap at defending, but uh, both the goalkeepers performing well. Um, 
I mean, you'd, you'd expect, obviously, with Pirich, you know, the more clean sheets he gets, the more you'd expect him to be, to raise his confidence up. Um, and then on the other end, Ivisic, you know, he's he's not been bad, but he's not been, you know, paid the most money for a goalkeeper in the league. Good. Uh, but yeah, there's a there's a there's uh, uh, some chances like in the ninety odd minute where he basically earned his money, um, and I think Ivasic as well is starting to slowly become the goalkeeper that Bafos are expecting. Um, but yeah, there's not there wasn't a lot of attacking prowess mm. out there. Even, even you know, you, you see kind of the chances at the end Baffle had with with Bruno, uh, kind of, uh, yeah, with, with, with Bruno and kind of more. Bruno of missed of, chances. Yeah, no. I know, right? That never happens. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, I think this is the double save here. It's 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 it's, it's pretty good reflexes. There you go, bum yeah. bum. Yeah. Two saves yeah. and then dives onto the ball. So well, yeah. you'd expect him to make those saves, but judging by those clips right there, it just seems that Ayek are either too expansive or organized defensively, if that makes sense. It's it's hot and cold. Yeah. Some of those clips you're seeing them defending okay with like ten bodies behind the ball, but then other times they've got such a high line, they're literally playing on the halfway line. Yeah, I don't. They're, 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 I'm guessing they were playing the high line to catch Baffles counter attack and catch them offside, but it just wasn't working. No. Um, on the other side, Baffles defensively, they got they kind of got away with a couple of chances as well. There was a point in the game where they were trying to play offside on France Sol, and Bokai was uh, like a good. Five yards behind the rest of it, behind everybody oh, so else. He was in Lesiak's territory. Yeah, exactly. Right. And he just played three Ayak players on side, uh, but in the end, they didn't do anything with it. It's like right. Ayak have got this problem at the moment as well, where Franz Sol hasn't kind of, after the first few games of the season, he seems to have gone off the boil. Yeah. And that seems to have died the attacking threat that Ayak have had down a lot. Like they've been relying on Demas firing in the set pieces or um, just taking shots from outside the box. He's he's turning out to be a good player, though, isn't he? He is. He is a very good player. Uh, I mean, like I said, when when uh, I signed him, he's kind of unpopular in the Netherlands, at least, because when he signed for Feyenoord, he was talking about how Ajax is the best team in the Netherlands. <laughs> Oh boy! So he had to oh delete boy, his Instagram, oh I think. Why would you do that, you utter lunatic? <laughs> Honestly, for crying out loud! Yeah. <sighs> so you know. So yeah, I don't think you could get. You'd be able to find another team in the Netherlands, but you know, their loss. He's a very good player, I think. He seems to. He seems to be uh, fitted in for Ajax. Fayek into that Gyorsko spot. Yep. yep. And he seems to be doing it very well. It's just yep. that everybody else around him isn't doing anything. No. No. Well, look, we haven't seen much of Farage this season. I think he's yeah, been... Yeah, he's been a bit quiet as well. 
Yeah. But then again, do you think they're trying to protect him because he played a lot of games last season and um, he's done okay, but th that's not good enough at this level. And we're talking about a team that was, you know, competing for the title last season. So I'm not entirely sure what to make of his situation. However, I, was, I must admit, uh, one of the, the, the players that has impressed me, um, uh, Tonga, the winger. No, which one's that one? What's his first name? I can't pronounce his surname. His first name. Surname oh, okay. is T T O N G Y A. All right. Okay. No, there, yeah, there, there's there, there's a player that they've signed whose first name is Alpha. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know. I but don't yeah, know. yeah. So so it, it's not him then. But yeah. Okay. Fine. Yeah, is 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 he the guy that they signed on loan that was at yep. like Marseille and Man City yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah and all these other teams? Yeah, yeah. So he he did enough in his past to kind of get is it Juventus, teams. Juventus, yeah, from Primavera. Yeah, so he he's done enough to impress these teams up to a certain point. I'm guessing now it's up to him to kind of push on and prove that those teams were right to want to be involved with him. Yeah. So he seems to be doing a good job so far. For sure. For sure. Well, I don't think there's much else we can say about both sides. The The point wasn't really good for either of them. No. In all fairness. Um, no. And given how... Didn't Buffer absolutely slam Ike 4-0 last season at home? I can't Obviously the other way around. I think, I think they slammed them 4-0 last season, if I'm not mistaken. But... Listen, the fact is, Buffalo needed a win. They didn't get it. Ajax certainly needed a win. And Ultra signing a new contract in September and then only to lose to Ayers a couple of days later. I don't know how long he's got, to be honest. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a strange one, isn't it? It's like, it's like hey, here, you don't, here you go, you've performed fine. Here's a new contract. Thanks. All right, everybody do shit now, you know. <laughs> Job done, really guys. Sure. Go home. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not sure what's gone on. Um he does he does do a lot of podcasts. I don't know if you've seen, but he does do a lot he of does. podcasts in he Spanish does. about yeah. uh his previous experiences in Spain and in Cyprus. Maybe the guy's homesick, maybe there's a Maybe there's something going on in training. I Maybe he just needs a new suit because he looks like he wears the same suit all the time. Maybe that's what it is. You mean like Andoni? It seemed to do all right for him. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Anyway, let's move but on. Yeah, uh, before move... we move uh, on, sorry, there's, on. there's something. There's, there's Bafor sold a player to Sporting Lisbon as well this week. Go on. 16-year-old midfielder, Argiris Christodoulou. Uh, so he's gone to Sporting Lisbon now. So He's Cypriot, by the way. Cypriot. Actual Cypriot. An actual Cypriot is going to Sporting Lisbon. Yeah. And he's going to hang not around one with of the, Not one of the foreign players that are under 19 that have been nationalised by Barfour. He's actually yeah. Cypriot. Yeah, and they've done that now to two players. So obviously, Lisandro who's gone to Genoa, Genoa? Kind of at the yep. beginning of the season. Yeah. So they've got 
they've got these Cypriot players that seem to be impressing seem to be impressing uh, international teams, you know, foreign teams. So why don't they just at least start them so they get out of paying the fine that they have to pay every week? Ah, <laughs> oh, boy. You want to open a can of worms, do you? No, 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 no. I don't want can. this to be another three-hour, I don't want this to be no, another no, no, two-hour no. podcast. No, so. no, we've done 25 minutes already, and we haven't even finished, like, the, the, yeah. Anyway, let's move on. So, let's talk about your team. A wonderful let's victory. <laughs> yeah, come on, let's talk about your team. Let's talk about your team. Um, yeah, one yeah. victory over Othello and Dongala. Scoring on his uh, 100th appearance, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, Sapinto was in the stands looking like Mr. Lonely. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Uh, I mean, you know, third win on the bounce always brings confidence, doesn't it? Uh, you know, we're cooking now, uh, as, 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 the, as the kids say. But, you know, we need to remember that two of these three wins were against Achna and Othellos. You know, it's not, it's not like... You know, oh, don't play it down for crying I'm out loud. No, 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 no. I'm going to play it Stop down it. a little bit. It's good. Stop it. It's good that we're getting these wins. We're just playing it down a little bit because, you know, it's... We should be beating these teams. You know, uh, but yeah, um, regardless, 1-0, um, you know, it it would have been more if it wasn't for uh, that Taudul in... Othello's goal. Um, he's he's. Oh, we've gone we've gone. To, yeah, I was going to say. Um, yeah, that Taudul uh, in Othello's goal is uh, is pretty good, I think. And he, he does he doesn't really command his area so much, but kind of on the reflex side and saves is is good. Um, I mean, you know, ex Everton youth team, so. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, kind of on the, um, you know, choosing what players are playing side of things. Yes. Uh, Bolikarpu, Gatirijis and Sachas came off the bench as well. So even though you know, Abuel got fined as, uh, got fined as well uh, this week, twice, because they got fined for Achna and Bafo for not playing in yep. Cypriots. They're going to get fined for this game as well next week. Because they're not playing enough Cypriots, but you know, at least we got four of them off the bench because Efrem uh, came off the bench as well. So yeah. I know everybody's like everybody on social media is saying, "Oh, yes, Sapinto is making the changes. He's got his tablet there. He's telling them when to make the changes and the tactics." And uh, no, if that was the case, right? Those three that Bolicarpo, Caterichis and Sachas wouldn't have come on. They wouldn't have because they haven't been coming on <laughs> when Sapinto has been managing, right? Because he had Fed Fadzidis on the bench and he wasn't being used, even though he's been used in every game. You know, players like that. So, so are you suggesting maybe Dominguez and... Uh... And Moraes. You know, Moraes have got something to do with it? Yeah, maybe. maybe maybe the guys on the pitch are making the decisions. And I think that's what's going, going on. But anyway. Okay. What do, well, what, what look, do I know? 
Well, put, put it this way. Sapinto was in the stands yeah. serving a, a ban. And this time last week when we did the pod, we were talking about potentially the pa- the ban being extended by four months. And you, I think it was you that said that one bookmaker reduced the odds dramatically of mm-hmm. the ban being extended. So fast forward Friday, if I'm not mistaken, two days later... Bang, there's the announcement. Four-month ban. He's in the stands until January. Now, apparently, Upwell are going to appeal it because it's it's an unprecedented... It's it's not Upwell. It's Sapinto that needs to appeal. Oh, Sapinto. Okay, right. Because Upwell, in this case... Yeah. But yeah, the club pull out a statement. But because the club, in this case, are the third party... They're not the ones that can put the appeal in. It has to be Sapinto. Okay. So Sapinto has, has to appeal the ban. Fine. Understandable. But it goes back to what we discussed about a potential clause in his contract whereby it will discipline, bringing the club into disrepute, uh, bad behaviour, monetary losses by the club could mean he loses his job. Now, I'm guessing here that they're waiting to see the results of the appeal before making a decision because right now it's innocent until proven guilty, yada, yada, yada. Well, he has been proven guilty anyway, but you know what I'm talking about. So first of all, what are your thoughts on that situation? And then my next question is, who the fuck are you going to bring in next? <laughs> Very good questions. Very good questions. Oh, I've got a... So Sapinto is going to appeal um, now. Gerkida kind of yes, I don't like the Aboyle head coach, my man. I've I've been saying it since the moment it was rumored that he was going to get brought in. I've been saying, don't bring him in. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna ah, right. So Gerkida uh, said that uh, using their previous experience from these appeal processes have said that one, uh, Sapinto will get three days to appeal the decision once he's got a translated, an officially authorized translated version of the judgment. Uh, So once he's received that, he's got three days to uh, for his legal team to put the appeal together and then get that sent off to the Court of Appeal. And the Court of Appeal will arrange uh, a tribunal, ASAP, and they're saying that that will be around the 20th of October. So following the appeal, obviously there's one of four things that can happen. They could The appeal court could agree with the findings and the punishment, and then nothing changes. Uh, they could agree with the findings, but not the punishment with a reduction. They could uh, they could agree with the findings and not the punishment with an increase in the um, in the ban. And the appeal court could disagree completely with the findings altogether, or there were errors found in the reporting and build up of the case, and the punishment is thrown out altogether. So. And of thinking about it, I'm expecting that there will more than likely be a reduction in the punishment, uh, 
with the next likely result being exactly nothing changes. And that's because Vrionidis, when he put together his argument, was like, one, Sapinto has been, is, is ill-disciplined, and two, he did this, 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 and this, and this, and this, and this, and then he kept building and building and building to the point where he was like, I've got to give the maximum amount. I've got to give the maximum amount of time for him to be punished. Um, now, the uh, the appeal court might look at that and go, well, no, because like you said in your letter, the security detail at Anorthosis Stadium was there and did absolutely nothing after the press conference. Therefore, they're culpable a little bit as well. So we're probably going to say it's a reduction. Saying that, therefore, I don't think there's going to be an increase in the punishment unless it comes out, some video comes out afterwards showing Sapinto trying to stab the guy or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, well, I, have and... you read the report? <laughs> have you read the report? Well, I've read bits of it. I can't... Right. Every time, every time Vrionidis does a report, it's like four pages of... Apparently, he's, he's uh, come at the press conference and there's an unorthodoxy fan. I don't know where he was, whether he was in the in the dressing rooms or the tunnel or whatever. And the unorthodoxy fan's gone to uh, Sapinto, fuck your mother! <laughs> and Sapinto's rea reacted as any normal person... Well, I, I, sorry as any pissed off person would yeah. do. Yeah. Um, but the fact is, Yannis Okka's name was mentioned and he was the guy who apparently was hit twice by Sapinto. Now, goes back to what we said last week. There are some people you don't fuck about with in Cyprus. Exactly. And, you know, because Sapinto doesn't do his research on his opponents, he doesn't know Yannis Okka's and what he means to the Cyprus FA, to the ethnic E, and to kind of the nation in general. So, it's, it's an interesting one. It's an thank, interesting thank one. Thank you, coach. Thank you, coach. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. You, but coach. yeah, I don't, I don't see how they could throw the case out completely either, which was the the fourth thing that could happen. Well, but he, you know, he, Mar lawyers said, be lawyer. Wrong, but yeah, he said, he said, correct me if I'm wrong, but Xavi Rocker got suspended for six months for close to the same action Sapinto did. It might be extended. Now the thing is, Xavi Rocker's a technical director, and he ended up on the pitch, and he was getting fully involved, but Sapinto got involved on the pitch. They didn't mention him kicking the advertising board. Someone sent us footage of that, actually. I don't know if you saw it on Twitter. Someone actually yeah. sent us footage of <laughs> Sapinto doing his best kept spire impression. But the fact that a lot of things happened off the pitch, which obviously is down to what eyewitnesses or the referee's report or whatever, um, it's going to be a tricky one for him to get out of. Mm. But I don't know. He just seems slippery, man. He seems slippery. But then again, the fact is, do you it's, think it's, it's all that beer that got poured over him at half time? That's what that is. Yeah, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Are they? Anyway, well, so the, the, the next question was 
who do you think will come in to replace him if he does leave? That is, do we? I mean, can we keep Dominguez? He seems to know what he's doing. I don't see why not. I don't see, but then again, if he's loyal to Sapinto, then would he want to ruin his reputation? Listen, I've seen it time and time again. Assistants leave with their coaches, right? And the mm. reason being is that they know that if they stay loyal to them, the next time the head coach gets a role elsewhere, he's going to follow him. It's like, what's his name? That was at Spurs after when Conte left. His number two decided to stay. Yeah. But then he got the boot. I don't think he's talking to Conte and vice versa. I don't think they're talking. Stellini, that's his name. Well, I mean, but now Salamina, Bursaididi left, but his assistant stayed. And yeah, his assistant is doing a pretty good job. True. Um, I think his second doesn't have a UEFA Pro. Yeah, but he can... Uh, well, then again, he, he can still work, but Abu will get fined every game. So I don't think they'll they'll want that. Get no, fined every won't. game until he gets... No, of course no. not. So, okay. You want more ice, don't you? I want more ice. Because I think, uh, one, he knows the club inside out. He knows young players. He knows your players. He knows the history of the club. He's been through it with the club. I think he could do a good job for him. It just, I, I just want to see whether or not. Okay, all right, all right, Pedro, <laughs> all right, Pedro, ruin it for everybody, yeah. You know they could get it by you the time your badges. You ain't got your badges. They, 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 they could get it. They could get it by you know they could get the badges by the time, uh, you know by by the time Sapinto's kicked out the door, or maybe they're waiting for them to get the badges. Possibly. Possibly, but you know, you know, money that I will want a big name, won't he? He'll want a big name. He will. Moraes is a big name, at least for our Abuel fans. He ain't got his badges. He ain't, I know he ain't got his badges, but you know, we'll still. You'll still mute yourself. We'll still, man. You know, what's his name? Oh, we'll still. I thought yeah. he said, we will still. Okay, yeah, we'll still. Oh. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, every time he, he coached the game, the club got fined. Fined by who? Wasn't it the French FA? They find they find the club every time. Yeah. Okay. So, do you think the Cyprus FA wouldn't organise some kind of deal? I don't know. You know, like know. for instance, with the know. the English FA and Middlesbrough when they when Gareth Southgate was in charge and didn't have his coaching badges. I'm not ruling anything out. I'm just saying. Well, yeah. I just gave you an example. All right, fucking hell. Fuck your club. Don't give a shit what happens to your club. Piss off. (laughs) No, no, I've thought about it. You give me enough time. You give me enough time to talk about it. You're not going to bring Ingebrigtsen back. You're not going to bring Mick McCarthy back. You're not going to bring... You don't need these guys. You're not going to bring Uzunidis back. So... Yeah, stop bringing people back. Let's bring some new people. Uh, Pedro, have a better look at it because I think it's more than just a fine. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay, I will do. We've got money, no problems. Bunny queer. Who's we? Are you? Are you? Are you an Abuel fan? Bunny queer. Who's we? Bunny queer. Interesting. Because I can tell you, Abuela got no money. (laughs) 
<laughs> Sorry, for people who might be listening because they've downloaded it, that comment said Jesus brought Lazarus back. This is this isn't a biblical podcast, man. I mean, if you go on YouTube and click live, you see all these different podcasts that are actually streaming live, and you do get a whole load of godly podcasts and all that kind of stuff. Go 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 to that. I, I don't want none of this stuff. Anyway, moving on. We've done 40 minutes. Yeah, let's go. Uh right. So Abolon walloped Doxa. Funny that they, they didn't really struggle against Doxa, unlike another team that should be challenging for the title. And a hat trick, a hatty. Marquez, I'm telling you this now, bro. He'll be top scorer this season, guaranteed. Oh, oh, you're oh, you're going out there, are you? With that? I'm going out there, top I mean, scorer I, this season. I, I said, I said they were they were missing, they were going to miss someone like him, and they've got him. Mm. Uh, but yeah, um, fantastic player. Um, while we're watching the highlights, I want everybody to keep an eye on on that fucking Andoniadis on his hood, right? And all the mistakes he makes, right? Just all of them. Like, it's unbelievable. Here, here, here it comes. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see it? Did you see it? Oh, uh, yes. Of course. Like, come on, man. You're talking about the guy that dissects everything defensively. It's, I'm it's, not going to go into it. It's so... It's so... Ah. Ah. <laughs> ah. Anyway, every, every time, every time there was some attack that Abolona were being involved with, and you see, you you see Antoniadis fuck up somewhere, and then they yep. end up with a chance or a goal. It's it's unbelievable, and then he gets taken off in the 79th minute. But yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean that, that those those were those were my notes on it. Is how amazing Marquez is. Yeah, uh, and I, how shit Antoniadis is. <laughs> mate, <laughs> I, I'll tell you, this this striker. Look, he scored the goal the other week where he dinged it over the keeper, and I thought, oh, okay, fair enough, no problem. But the goals that he scored for Abolon, the first one was here we go. It was yeah, it was just instinctive, right place, right time, smashed That's it in, no messing around, knew exactly where he wanted the ball to go. None of this. Trying anything Watch fancy. Watch Antoniadis. Look at, yeah, but look at his space. He knew exactly. Yeah. Look at his movement, then, though. Yeah, no, he's 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 a fantastic player. He's going to do. He's going to do a lot this season. Mm. Um, I think uh, is it the second or the third goal as well? That's an absolute banger. Yeah, the third one for sure. Yeah, the third, the third one, one, the second one's I mean, a tapping. This, this one was, <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 yeah, but it's again, it's anticipation. He knows yeah. the shot's coming in and he's gambled because the goalkeeper might parry and he's the first one there. Yeah. The first one there. Yeah. But the, yeah. the, 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 fin- the third goal for the hat trick, fucking hell, the, the first touch was just unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. And, and this is why I keep saying, you know, he's 25 years old. Right, he's come from a very decent club in in Nijmegen, and mate, look at that first touch. First touch sets himself up, bottom corner. Abs. Come on, man, put it across the keeper. That's what you need to do. That's how you finish. And I'm saying he's going to be top top goal scorer this season. Mark my words. Mark let's, my words. Let's see. Let's see. Because he um, will. What I, if he doesn't get saying, if he doesn't get injured? Saying. If he doesn't get injured, I'm telling you, he's going to shag the granny out of this league. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Listen, I, I, 
I'm, I'm agreeing with you. He's a very good player. I think, but I think the league has got a lot of very good players, especially up front. And let me bring something to your attention. The here, league right? defenses are absolute shite. So I agree. I agree. <laughs> but here's something that that Mario said. Milovic is cooking. He had the same impact with Abo last season. And if I'm not mistaken, it's similar sort of situation because yeah. didn't he join Abuel after the transfer window closed? Yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. it was the team that was brought in for Avosti. Yeah. Avosti got sacked and then Milojevic came in. Right. Changed, changed some things around and got the team to perform well. Saying that, um, the talisman that he would have otherwise had, he didn't have at Abuel. Kvilidaya wasn't, and still isn't, the one who's kind of finished. He, he, he's not been yeah. finishing. He's not. He's not been scoring for Abuel. Whereas Pedro Marquez seems seems to be doing. Seems to be doing exactly, exactly what's needed. I mean, he's only been doing it for two games, so it's still a bit yeah. early, but he seems to be delivering for him. Um, but he's like taken no time to get settled. This is yeah, the difference. As well, as well, but there's a few players that have done that, uh, and it's something I've seen a lot of the players coming down the right at Abuelo, like it was at Abuel. Again, Susic at Abuel last season, Darik was doing it this season for, for Abuelo. So I think, you know, is I hope hopefully Abuelo has got a plan B because once the team figured out his plan A when he was at Abuel. He didn't have that plan B to try and break through. So, so let's see. Let's see. It's, it's very interesting. Apollo, yeah. very interesting that right now. Yeah. They were. Well, that, uh, that was the thing I said they were missing. They were missing that Bitas player. And oh, for sure. Oh, for yeah, sure. And, and don't forget, I mean, you, you mentioned that right-hand side. They've got, um, uh, was it Kostaki? As well, yeah. Yeah. Who's been brilliant for them. And... Even Abdurrahimi can can slot in right wing if need be. He's more he's more he's more central though, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he can he can still do a job wide right. And mm-hmm. they got Valbuena to come off the bench. And I think his influence on and off the pitch has got a, a big role to play. Mm-hmm. Uh that that being said, look, Milojevic is a fantastic coach. He's absolutely brilliant. And th- this goes back to lineage and goes back to what I keep saying about if you want to have a successful club, okay, of course you need to have the the structure, you need to have the finances to bring in the players, you need the the right mould, so to speak. But you need that coach there with the experience or with the tactical awareness to move you forward. Now people will say, "Oh, Spilevsky's thirty six and he won the title." Well, Spilevsky was at RB Leipzig, he was at Stuttgart. These aren't Namby Pamby clubs. We're talking about Bundesliga giants here, right? Yeah. So if if you're coaching there at two of those clubs and you come to Cyprus and you win the league, it shouldn't be a surprise, irrespective of how old he is. But Milojevic is he's mm-hmm. he's top notch. Don't care what anyone says. So. No, he, he is. He is. The thing that didn't work out well was because of there was massive injuries. Um, now what Abolon fans need to take into consideration as well is they've signed a couple of players with with big injury lists as well 
So it'd be worth keeping an eye on, an eye on that because obviously already Kremenchik, which was one of them, has missed the last couple of games <laughs> because of injury. So just keep an eye on that. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to this mess. And I'm sure the viewers, everyone that's watching, you're going to have to go through, through this again, guys. On one ear three, eyes three. I said what I had to say on the podcast. I still haven't calmed down. But I'm going to let my upworld supporting friend here do his analysis. And then I'll say what I need to say. We'll move on. <laughs> okay, so um, I'm just going to read off my notes. Going to do it in such a way that hopefully people won't get annoyed with me. Yeah, doing so, the Samuel Jackson voice. Uh, <laughs> these motherfucking <laughs> Castros on this motherfucking pitch. <laughs> no, uh, but so Yai Castro is uh, he's, he's he's a good player. He's on fire at the moment. Uh, the way he moves around on the pitch, uh, someone, someone's going to be poaching him in January, regardless. Um, you know, I've been laying into Fabiano the last couple of weeks, uh, but like everybody else, he wasn't expecting Castro to be shooting from there, and it just looks like he's been caught off guard from the pace and the power of the shot as well. Because not only is he hit it from so far away, but he's hit it with a lot of pace, and a lot of a lot of power. I mean, you can see the the ball is spinning <laughs> as it lands. In, it lands on the, the net. Ball started crying the moment he connected. Yeah, he really hit it. Um, on on the other side of things, is great strength from Karim, by the way, here to to get the goal. And then Gagulis, obviously, he gets the goal, gets his confidence up just in time, forgets Bayer to put it down at rock bottom again. So that's yep, going to be that's great. Um, there's, uh, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for. Uh, uh, there's, a, there's another um, highlight that comes in, but we're back to the less yaks I got used to last season. I think it's, it's that loose pass that kind of comes in. I don't know who he was aiming it at, but yeah, you know, he's just waiting for Fabio to ba- uh, Fabiano to bail him out. Like he comes rushing out to stop the on running eyes uh, uh, player to. To finish finish it off, um, but yeah, as Semedo, he scored plus points, um, and I know I've been like, oh, Semedo is really good, he's really good, he's really good. But if you remember <laughs> from when I talked about him for Bafos last season, I talked about how he should stop shooting <laughs> because he can't shoot for shit. Is very good at assists. He's very good at getting across the ball, running out defenders, uh, getting it across the goal, trying to cross it. He's very good at um, at some. There's the Les, there's the Lesiak's pass. I don't know who that was to. Uh, Jesus but either Christ. way, he got away with it, didn't he? But yeah, um, as I was as I was saying for Bafos, is Semedo will do a lot for you. You can't rely on him as a goal scorer though. Because, as as Pedro said, he misses. He missed so many chances. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, look, did you see that for a cross, for instance? That was a beautiful cross from Semedo there. I still can't Gagulis... figure out what his best foot is, to be honest. But anyway, yeah, yeah, on. because he he took shots with with both feet during the game as well. Digini 
hit the bar as well. Bana, he, he, he did Banayoto there. And uh, <laughs> he, he, he uh, Banayoto didn't have the best of games, uh, I've got to say. Um, I mean, even for Ayaz's second goal, uh, it just, like, he lets, he lets the goal scorer kind of run off freely uh, to play the ball under Fabiano. But yeah, um, Semedo's goal, I think he takes his, Semedo takes his goal very well, I think. I mean, nobody, I, I don't understand why nobody's running into him to kind of chop him down or anything. But by the time he gets to within shooting range, you know, he, it's a good it's a good goal. I'm just in, interested to know where the right back is, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, really, this game should have been put to bed a long time before um, uh, Ayaz's second equaliser came in. And again, yeah, Panayotu uh, loses Slogger. Slogger gets in and puts it underneath Fabiano uh, for the second goal. Uh, but yeah, this this game had so many chances in it as well, didn't it? it was defense, defenses for all most teams in the league are absolute shite. It's it's unbelievable. But yeah, five v two situation. Yeah, five v two situation. That's all I have to say. Yeah, yeah. A couple of players not really paying attention to where the other players are. Like Gaguli there could have played it across uh could have played it across the goal a lot sooner. Semedo would have had a tap in. Um or would he now? Because well, he almost yeah, had, I mean, I mean, he, he almost we'll, had a tap yeah. in later. Okay. Yeah, so Okay. Yeah. I was gonna wait for that highlight to come up. Yeah, and this yeah. one, you got to score. Don't care what anyone says. You got to hit the target minimum. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's so, so many, so many chances in this game. On money, I could have put this this game to bed a lot sooner, couldn't they? No, for, for sure, for sure. Why do you think I'm so angry? Uh, yeah, you know th- this, 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 this. I. <sighs> I I got nothing for you. He should be burying it the first time. Um, I don't know. I don't know this, why he's got to score this instead of going down. Yeah. It's easier to score than it was to fucking go down for a penalty. Honestly, it's just it's terrible. It's terrible. I'm not yeah. over this. I'm not over this. No, 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 no. I got a. I got. I got nothing for you. <laughs> I, <can't laughs> I I think he's a great player, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe no. Maybe great players don't making, do stupidness like that, mate. Great players don't do. Use that word. Making, his decision making mm. on Football Manager will be like a five out of twenty. <laughs> and this is Aliyum's chance, which again, to be fair on the guy, is is a tricky one because the goalkeeper narrowed the angle, but it's a poor finish. Mm. And then look at the marking, non-existent. Just give him time to shoot, boys. Yeah, let him shoot. Doesn't matter. Yeah, and uh, I, I, you know, I mean, okay, he's he's again, he's hit it from really far away. But Fabiano should be doing a lot better with the shot. I mean, I had to look at, I had to look at this highlight like a few times to see if there was like a deflection or something, and that's why he kind of 
kind of I don't I don't I don't understand I don't understand why he kind of went for it the way he did. Well, I mean, I, I, I do don't know. I really don't know. But, I really don't know. Really don't know. But, but I yeah. don't know. It's like I said on the pod. The moment we went three two down, I was still confident that we'd get something out of it because they're, they're just eyes are just so bad defensively, mm. and. Um, it was, a, it was a very good goal by Ali Um. He made it all himself. He made the run. He, he did the chop and then put it in the bottom corner. But even still, man, you know, scoring three, great. Conceding three, it's not, it's not good enough hustle. You can't it's win not. the league by conceding goals, three goals a game. It's ridiculous. It's not. I this, this, These are not games you should be dropping points at. The good thing is, is obviously, well, the good thing for Omonia is... Um, all the big teams are dropping points, but they're dropping points against each other. Right. Right. Omonia's problem seems to be they're dropping that they're performing well against the bigger teams and then yep. dropping the points against the teams they should be beating. No, agreed. Agreed. But look you do. It is what it is. It 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 is what it is. But yeah, I just wanted to just just a couple of uh words on Alium as well. So mm-hmm. I know, obviously, I know what you think about him, but for me, the way I see him, the way I've seen him in the highlights and the bits and pieces that I've seen, is he reminds me a lot of um, a player I used to really like at Villa, Marlon Harewood. <laughs> I knew you were going to pull a face like that when I said mentioned Marlon Harewood. Marlon Harewood, right? He had strength and speed. And he only ran in a straight line, <laughs> but he would do it. He, he, he would do it. He'd drive himself into the ground for you. He would run around all around the pitch, trying to get the ball, trying to get into positions, trying to. He, he wasn't the most skillful player, but he was a player that um, he got on side with the fans because he kind of put it all out there. He got a few good goals. Uh, and he just he just gave one hundred and ten percent. You see what uh, I mean? Ah, so he did the minimum. No, n- I'm not saying the minimum. I'm saying like because right, Gagulis, right? He's not doing what Alium is doing at the moment. Yeah. Okay. He's not directly running at defenders. He's not kind of doing something explosive. Karim is not doing it either, right? But Alium, you know, he hit the crossbar in the game. He had a couple of really uh, uh, decent chances and he got a goal as well in the game and he came off the bench. He didn't even start the game. Some of the players that you had in the forward line that started that game couldn't say the same. You, you want my take on that? Well, you, players that should be starting should be performing better as well. <laughs> well, I, I, I agree. Although a winger effectively only goes against one player, which is the fullback. The centre forward has got two centre backs and potentially two holding midfielders that are sitting in front of the back four to protect. So I don't expect Gagul Lid to be running at defenders unless he's in a 1v1 situation, which 
he hasn't really done well in the last couple of games, to be fair. Mm. To be fair. Now, <clears throat> with, with Alium, I've said what I had to say about him. I, I, I'm i not going to go on about it again. No. The fact is, he, he did a job the other day, which was more than other... Simic, for example. Simic was non-existent. But the fact is, bro, the way I see it, this coach has got to take the majority of the blame for this result, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that as well. Um, but I'll only be repeating con- myself. Yeah, I I'll mean, considering you know, considering this is supposed to be Mister Motivator, yeah, this is his big thing is to get these players geared up and psychological, and you know, doing all this stuff. It's all well and good getting them bigged up for the big games, but you need to get them, you need to get them um, motivated for these games as well. This is the difficult games to get them motivated at because all due respect to Ayers, but they've only got 12 fans so they can come at me. They're Ayers, right? Ayers, all right, the way... Lugar has got them playing. He's got them playing kind of like an Aris light kind of... I mean, it makes sense because that's what he started to do with Aris as well. And then Zbilevsky came in and kind of took it up three or four more levels. So Lugar is doing the same thing at Ayers. So it makes sense that there's kind of like a, a similar thing going. But still... Omonia should be beating a team like Ayers. Full stop. And that's it. Let's move on before I lose my temper again. Okay, so yellow warning. Yellow warning. Yes. Yes. Well, before you you talk about that, there was a, a... what would you say, a screenshot that was brought to our attention after the game. And apparently this was part of an email that was sent to, um, I don't know, Stichima, which is a betting company, I guess their customers. I don't know. Again, it says, please be informed that our company, following instructions received from the National Betting Authority, has immediately proceeded with the suspension of betting for the football match between the uh, first division match on one versus Aes, which is taking place today on the seventh, blah, blah, blah. Therefore, we have probably cancelled all betting selections on this match. Which then you've got people making assumptions that Lesiax got paid off, Bashiru got paid off, Semedo got paid off, Fabiano got paid off. No mention of the Ayers players, by the way, who uh, a club that got done twice last season, if I'm not mistaken. They no, they got done once. Once and accused. And but 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 they got done once because the because um, Vrionidis couldn't work out who was at fault during the game. So basically, both Ayers and Olympias Libyon had their uh, funding from the Cyprus FA taken away from them. For, for last season. So that was the first punishment. Ayers, though, last time they were in the uh, first division, uh, 
got a six point deduction because of betting irregular irregularities. Suspicious, okay. suspicious betting activity. Now, um, so there was this yellow warning that went out, but I think it's either this morning or yesterday morning. Uh, the committee, the, 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 you know, the CES, 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 Yeah, they, um, they came out and said that they couldn't find any evidence of any wrongdoing, therefore they've parked it. So there's a comment right at the, like at 8.42. It says, what is your opinion about the Sports Ethics and Protection Committee's willingness to examine the yellow alert in relation to the Omonia versus Ayers game? And that's uh, what we think about that. Yeah, it just goes back to the whole bike situation from last season, where the two players got banned for life, and then it turns out that they weren't actually match fixing; fixing they were just shit. Yeah, and I think it just goes back to the game at the weekend. Mario's put up a comment, <laughs> guys. I heard the story from the governor that an Australian placed an eight hundred gram bet on the game. I don't know if it's true, but that's why I, I I highly doubt. I if it was if it was eight hundred grand, then it would have made the news. Surely it would have made yeah. the news. I'm not maybe eight hundred quid. I want to say eight hundred thousand. I mean, it's just a ridiculous amount of money to bet on a separate game, especially an Australian. I don't know. Well, what eight hundred eight hundred thousand dollars? That's like five euros, isn't it? Fucking <laughs> 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 hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we just anyway. lost. We just lost uh, three hundred Australian listeners. <laughs> All right, okay, let's move on. Let's move on now. Before we talk about the Anorthosi Ari game, for those of you who don't know or didn't notice, while players were walking out on the pitch, there were two balls with helmets. <laughs> <laughs> There are two balls with helmets that are coming on. And as you see from our our Twitter account or X account, it's from the Cypriot National Betting Authority. And they decided that they were going to have mascots to lead the players out on the pitch to mark their safe gaming week. But ask that Australian what he thought about that safe gaming week <laughs> to promote responsible gambling. <laughs> now, I, I just was joking, saying Sapinto won't be sneaking into the stadiums in these outfits, but as you can see from the thumbnail, there's one of them talking Portuguese. So uh, it's, it's a joke. It's a joke. So, as you can see, I'm beginning to sound like Monkwe. As you can see, I'm not the there see. There you go. The ball's on the pitch. There we go. Seven. All our balls out. Put the balls on the pitch. And they're wearing T-shirts as well. So, Adi, who defeated Glasgow Rangers the other day, fantastic victory for them, went to Anorthosi, and they inflicted their first defeat of the season. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then? Yeah. I mean, I mean, we said you said it previously about Anorthosis defence being the weak link. Everybody's defence is their weak link. But you said about Anorthosis 
defence, if they have an injury in defence, then they're, they're going to be in trouble. I think they're in trouble already with the defence. I mean, you kind of you can see with uh, both Alvarez's goals in the first half, um, the the defenders have had a shock, man. I mean, look, they, nobody, nobody's watching the runner. Nobody's sorry. Nobody's watching the uh, Gomis as a, as a runner. They're, they're just can, can, I, can I just ask you something, by the way? Yeah. Why is he saving it with his feet? I, no idea, Mikhail. Mikhail, I don't know. Anyway, I don't sorry. know. We, we we were singing his praises last week, weren't we? Saying yeah. how. How he's just doing a drop, job. drop and collect the ball, and then it won't come out to the striker anyway. Anyway, yeah, and then, and then the second goal as well. The second Aris goal again is well, well worked move. You know, with the high press from Aris, uh, and Orthos's defender makes a mistake, kind of tries to get to the ball, misses, uh, and then Gomez sets up Mayambella for the for the second goal. Through the keeper's legs as well. Yep. You know, not make them. Yep, yep, yep. But yeah. Um, disappointing. Uh, disappointing on Arathos's end. Aris, uh, I think they were, they thought they were cruising. Uh, kind of took took the pedal off the accelerator. Uh, kind of settled down a bit and Arathos's got into the game. Haralambos kind of Doing, doing fantastic to, to 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 just get the cross away, and then whoever whoever gets to that got the easiest goal to score in their life. You're not going to get an easier goal than that to score, are you? No, and it's it's happened to be the guy that was wearing an Abolon shirt and an Abuel shirt during the summer. Yeah, yeah. Chico, 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 Chico I mean, in theory. He should have got a red card last week, so he should have been on the pitch. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, yeah, that's a good finish from one yard out, mate. Brilliant. Oh yeah, uh, calm and collected, <laughs> fantastic finish. No goal I'm, of the I'm, season contender, mate. <laughs> yeah, I'm all about Haralambos, man. He's he's done he's done fantastic to to get there. Yep, he's a great assist. Uh, but yeah, then then this happens. Uh, then you know, basically, Aris are unlucky to not get the third goal. Yeah, should be should be should be finishing that there. Yeah, I I would also be shocked with that miss. Yeah, yeah, that should have been a goal. But yeah, uh, and then uh, second half, Arathosis are only two one down, so they they think they you know they, they can get away. Um, and uh, I think at one point uh, they have uh, is, it, is it a set piece that Julio scores from? No, 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 it's not. Is, no, it, is no, it from no, no. no open play, mate? Open play. I mean, it was a, it was a lovely finish as well. And the thing is, it, it went to VAR because they were claiming for offside. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah, it was a good goal, though. Good goal. So, yeah, yeah. fantastic finish, fantastic, fantastic finish. <laughs> played Van Alves for a mug there as well. Like yeah. he really, yeah. he really did it. And the yeah. thing is, right? I think he's, I, I don't think he's eighteen yet either. No, no, not at all, not at all. He's he's going to be. I mean, we saw we saw uh, glimpses of what he can do as well last season. 
when uh, Mihajovic was bringing him off the bench. Funny uh, that. I'm not going to see coach using youngsters. Who'd have thunk it? Yeah, I know, right? Mm, okay. I know. That's a good reverse pass as well, though, by that Gazzano yeah. guy. Yeah, no, it's it great. It's a great team move. Great finish. Uh, keep an eye on this fella. He's yeah, be... but the 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 celebrations didn't last long, did it? No, not long that... at all. It's sucker punch, basically. Crying and again, defensive error, man. Ball watching. Because because kind of when you when you see the highlight, there's no. Oh, the, the, no Aris players are moving except for except for Gogorin. Yep. He plays it across it, the goal. That's a quarter, that's a, that's a set piece routine. That is something that they did on the training ground because the way that he peeled off back stick, it's not something that you do. Okay, you might do it instinctively if you're a if you're an experienced player like Gogorin, but he's a centre forward. So yeah. I think that's something that they worked on. Uh, the training field, but in all fairness, I think I did deserve the victory. I, I, yeah. I wouldn't say that Anorthosi were knocking on the door too much uh, after the the third goal from Ari. Yeah, it was just crossing the ball in the box, inshallah. But the fact is, you know, I think the uh, an Anorthosi loss was on the cards, given the injuries that they've had, given a few changes that they've made, and as I mentioned, defensively. They haven't been great. All three goals. Not I'm saying that it could have been... Well, yeah, they could have been prevented, but it's all about the individual mistakes. Playing the high line, mm-hmm. not tracking runners. The third goal, I think they had eight players in a line defending the set piece. Yeah, and but it's not just that. It's Gagarin makes the run, and they've all run to the goal. Yeah. No Aris player is there. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're ball-watching. They've yeah. just all gone to the ball. Yeah. It's... Anyway, it is but what it yeah, is. Yeah, I think Aris as well, they weren't at the races for about half the game. They let Anorthosis back into the game. So I don't. I think Shpileski probably would have been very disappointed with uh, the performance for about half the game where they should have put the game to bed and instead they let Anorthosis back in. Um. And Spilevsky actually came out and said in the press conference that he didn't do rotation for this game because everyone was expecting him to rotate the team. But I think it's more (laughs) the players that he rotated for last week when they played against Abolon didn't perform. And he saw that there was an international week coming. So he thought, well, no, I'll just play the players who played well against Rangers, get the result here, and then rotate in a game that's less important in inverted yeah, commas. For sure. For sure. Well, look, before we move on, let's just bring up the league table so we don't forget, because this is something that we I seem to do quite frequently. So this is the league table. Abolon, top of the league, 15 points. Then you've got Ari, Abuel, Anorthosi, and Bafo all on 14 points. Omoni on 13. Then you've got Salamina, Ayek on 9 points. Ayek actually literally in the middle, aren't they? Because they're, <laughs> they're six points away from top spot, and I think they're six points away from the relegation zone. So, yeah, they're, they're dead in the middle. Then you've got 
Ethnigo, Ael, Aez, and the bottom three, Othello, Garmildesa, and Doxa. I think it's going to take more than a miracle to keep Doxa up. If you know, It's my brutal opinion here, but anyway. Yeah. Yep. I think whoever takes charge of Doxa next is going to have... Oh, he's going to have a difficult job on him. Mm-hmm. Sacha's I think Sacha's going to be knocking on the door. <laughs> <laughs> merry-go-round. They're all, they're all going on a merry-go-round. Well, look, j- just a quick icon, or quick, sorry, quick image. Say icon. Here's your six that have been sacked so far. And I'm pretty sure that there's not a big enough room to fill the rest no. of them that are going to go at the end of the season. So there you go. No. There you go. Anyway, what's next? We've done uh, an hour and 15 minutes. Flipping hell. Yeah. Flipping hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we could uh, we could talk about what's going to be happening next week. Oh, not next week. Over the next few days. Because we've got the call-ups. Oh. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh God! Here, are. here we go. Oh, here we go. Sake. Look okay, at that! So, One, yeah. two, three, four, hmm. five Anorthosis players. Five Anorthosis players. Mario Zandoniadis, who was Anorthosis last season. Ethnico, eh, eh, who was Anorthosis last season as well. Seven. And Orthosy players from last season. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Yeah. Now, the, the, Io, Michalis Ioannou got injured, uh, as did uh, Pita, which is which is very disappointing. Mm-hmm. But Pita uh, and Michalis Ioannou are injured, and they've been replaced by Danilo Spogliaritz. Okay. Just one, one replacement. Two players yeah. are injured, replaced by one player. That's the uh, okay. that's the first thing, right? We talked about the anorthosis tax. Now, no Sodirio or Johnny's. Um, I'm guessing it was deemed that there was no point in them being involved. I think especially for Johnny's because traveling from Kansas to get to Gibra is a pain in the ass. Yeah. And if he's going to show up and only pay one half of football in the wrong position. Um, you know, you might as well tell, tell you know, get by, picks up the phone. Okay, I fuck off. Um, put the <laughs> phone down on him. Um, now, the other thing as well, that, so he's picked Bilea. He's picked Bilea. Like, you yep. didn't need an injury for, for Bilea to be picked. However, yep. a left back, he's got Gorea, Bilea, Ioannou. I think Pavlos Gorea can play left back as well. Yeah. Right? So Bileas has only been picked to be put there just, just to get us to shut the fuck up. Yeah, pretty much. You don't, don't, yeah. But like what? Anderson Correa is not even starting for Anorthosis anymore. Yeah. His, right. his whole thing about picking players that start. Yeah. And having problem with finding players that start games, right? Um, there's a 
defender in the Super League in Greece. That's not Costas Bileas. That's not Bileas, right? Is Cielis? He plays for uh, Volo. Yep. And he's played every every single minute of every game so far for for him. And he's not in that team. Well, look, the good thing is for us, me, well, you and I, big heck. Yes, that's 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 the, that I was going to get to. You've got Stavros Gavriel in there for, for me personally, because I think he needs to be in there. He's, he's, he's doing he's he's doing well. But Hector Kipriano has been doing well for seasons, yep. plural. And for him to finally get the call up now, I mean, I at least want to see him play as well. All right? Well, Is he yeah, you, play you'd that? hope. No, I doubt it. I, I, I doubt it. I'd be doubt it, to be honest. Well, what would you want me to tell you? He, he might play against Georgia. You never know. He might do. I mean... As well, that you reported on the press conference, it sounds like he's just going to line up exactly the same. Yeah, for sure. For these two games as he's done before. For sure. Even against Georgia. Georgia, you can take Georgia on, man. It's not. He's basically just Where's handing Georgia. from? Yeah, he's Where's basically he just handing Georgia the points. It is very disappointing. And the funny thing is, in the press conference today, once again, he mentions the Nations League. Again. Like, yeah. we're, we're, we're playing in the Nations League against clubs at our level. Mate, I don't care, right? It's like I keep saying. Against Norway, fine. We're expected to lose. But at least attack. Attack them. Go for it. Yeah. And, and, and Georgia, in theory... We're at a similar level to Georgia, so we should be taking the game to them. But we're not. No. So yeah, five five four one five four one. Five four one standard. So, so who's he going to be playing up front? Do you think it's going to is it going to be Kakuli, or do you think he's going to stick Christophe up front and play with a false nine? Um. So in, the, in essence, it's a five six. Uh, sorry, five five. Uh, he might play Mario Ilia. <laughs> no, might play him as a false nine. Because he's the, he's the only he's the only player in that in the strikers that can do that false nine role, like Sodirio did. Yeah. Yeah. Castanos yeah. is a number ten. You you just know it's going to happen. Yeah. No, I know. The question is, who's going to play centre-backs? Is Gusolo going to do it? Is it going to be Gogic? No, he's going to play Gogic. He's going to play... Uh, he's going to play Andreu in the wrong position. He's going to mm. play fucking Andoniadi. I swear to God, he's going to have Andoniadi in there and I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to blow a gasket. <laughs> uh, shall we talk about the under-21s, which is a yes, bit more promising? Yes, let's talk about the under-21s. Yes. Yeah, yeah, because because the under twenty ones, I love it. I did like look look at the no, that's that's the under nineteens that you brought up. 
Is it? But we can talk about them as well. Yeah, talk about them. I can't, what, but did you but look at this. Yeah, you know, PSV Eindhoven, Genoa, Olympiacos Pireos, Sassuolo. You've got all these. Uh, you've got teams, proper proper teams, and Gurdis Arimis. But anyway, yeah, you know, you've got, you've got Constantinos Evribidu, uh, Lisandro. You've got. No, I'm expecting a lot of the, these players that are coming through right now in the under 19s and the under 21s. We need to get got, uh, get Spire out. Sharpish. <laughs> he needs to go. ASA. He needs to go. <laughs> yeah, can you can you imagine gets uh, Julio and it gets by a team? Fucking hell. Stop it. Stop yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> you know. Uh it's uh, uh, and then, you know, in the under twenty ones as well. It's like I'm I'm looking I'm looking at the under twenty ones. Yeah, let me let me um, just get them up in a second. Let's get it up on the screen. Here we go. And there's a few of these players that, you know, you'd think, you know, they'll be all right in the main team, wouldn't they? You know, you've got Ocas at Fulham. Yep. You've got Fodi at Hanover, who's actually playing games for Hanover in the Bundesliga 2. You've got Evangelos Andreu, who's playing week in, week out for AL. You know, the thing that gets by, keeps complaining about. Mm-hmm. You know that you can't find players that play week in and week out. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but it's, there's 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 some players in there as well. So we got a striker has... at Torino as well. Got a striker at Torino. Yeah. Yeah. You Saba. Know? Exactly. Yeah. He's only playing in the uh, in their Primavera. Uh, well, at the moment. But he's playing. But, but he's, playing. he's playing, and he's 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 doing them doing bits for him as well like mm. uh, every so often a goal of his will appear on youtube so i don't want any of these play i don't want get being involved with these with these players because <laughs> these are players they're coming out of nowhere yep they're going to be there's there's a there's a generation coming through. I don't want to be like gold golden generation. Oh, but you know, there's some really good players coming through in our young in our youth teams that I don't want gets by being involved with. The under 19s, right? There's no in the in that under 19s. Ortelli's not in there. No. Neither are the other two Watford Watford players that qualify. Yep. yep. And if you have a look at the Watford um, Youth Academy website, they actually uh, specify Ortelli as being Cypriot. Right. Right. There so, you go. Fucking pick him. Pick him. Anyway. There's a lot of there's a there's a lot to be um, excited about. Yeah, there is, but again, depends depends on who is at the top making the decisions. But again, we, we'll probably talk about this after the seven uh, nil loss against yeah. I Norway mean, I mean, and a five nil loss me, against Georgia. Part of me is like he, he keeps picking up 
these Gibraltar, these Gibraltar games. Part of me is like, fucking lose to Gibraltar. That way you can fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what's next? Um, I just want to mention very briefly, Abonlon Ladies, second round of the Champions League. I wanted to report that. Yeah, they, um, they got a bit of a hiding, didn't they? Yeah, they, they lost 7-0 to Benfica. Um, yeah. Never mind. Hey, but we, we, we have a team in this competition, which I guess... Yeah, yeah. so here's here's the thing I wanted to bring up like on this, because obviously we've got a ladies team in the Champions League qualifiers. They got past the first round, which means yes. they had to play two games in a round-robin format, and they had to come top for them to qualify for uh, the second round and then the second round ended up with Benfica who are giants uh, Mm. in in football regardless of which team you play (laughs) so whether it's the under 19s whether it's the men's team the women's team Benfica is Benfica Um, but um, something that came out of uh, the uh, players' union was that the um, the Department of Work and blah, 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 came out with a paper on what the minimum pay should be for players in each of the divisions and the breakdown of the... Um, the, uh, the, the leagues right mm. and they had so we've got first division is obviously full time second division is full time and then the third division and so on are part time so there's there's a reduction in the payments as you go down based on average hours worked right. now the way that the ministry has calculated this is first division they do 45 hours a week Right, okay. Right? So they should be getting a minimum of, I think it was like 800 and something. Okay. Euros a month. Yep. Yeah. Which which is average salary in Gibraltar. Yes. The second division, which again is supposed to be professional and full-time, has been calculated to only do 21 hours a month. Oh, okay. Uh, sorry, 21 hours a week. So they only get, as a minimum, half that. <laughs> and then the third division, stock, women's first division, and the futsal players. Are all do are all only doing fifteen hours a week, according to this ministry letter. So they get paid even less. Hmm. Okay. Now, the players' union is obviously pissed off with this because one, the the government hasn't uh, asked the players how many hours a week they're doing. Mm-hmm. And two, they haven't asked the clubs 
how many hours the players are doing. Mate, now, listen, you the, tell the, me. Fact is, the, the fact is, it's not as profitable as they would have wanted it to be. If it was a very profitable part of the game, then I'm sure it would be gone over with a fine tooth comb. But I just think there's no money in it, so they don't care. What you mean for second division and the rest? Yeah. Uh, who doesn't care? The government or...? Yeah. Well, yeah, pretty much. But you can't say, right, second division is supposed to be professional. So those guys are going into training as professional footballers. Yeah. But their minimum that's covered by the government, this is the minimum that these players should be paid, is only 400 and something euros a month. Right. Would you be able to um, earn a living on four hundred and something euros per month? In no, not at Cyprus? all. Because listen, I, I I know straight off the bat some players who've been offered contracts at second division club, male footballers. Yeah, they've been offered contracts at second division clubs, and as full time professionals, the word derisory. I'm using that loosely now. Number one, to be fair, most of the clubs pay cash, mm. right? Number two, most of the clubs, I don't know whether this is just a way of tax dodging or whatever, but they throw in apartments, they throw in cars, rental cars and all that kind of stuff as well. And some of them pay for food, you know, so they might give them like a budget on, on food every week or something like that. Right. So I guess it kind of adds up to a decent wage if you add the do you say the value of staying in a, yeah. an apartment or, or renting a car, whatever. But still, the amount of money that is is thrown at them is is shit. It's absolutely dog shit. And there was one player again. I'm not going to mention his name. I, I had him speaking to a second division club, and he said what they've offered me as a pro footballer in the second division is less than what I was getting is, is less than what I was getting as an academy player at a championship club. Academy player. Yeah. We're talking YTS. Yeah. <laughs> you know? YTS for the for the non English understanding people, YTS was the youth uh training whatever it was, it's just for young academy players and they were working and training, etc. So Yeah, it's like forty five quid a week or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like it's a bit it's a bit like, you know, pe people were getting getting paid to when they go into the straddle when they turn eighteen. You said it, not us, Pedro. <laughs> you said it, not us. <laughs> So for people you listening, yourself. Pedro says they're treating them like housekeepers with a salary of 200 euros plus board and food and social insurance. That's Pedro saying that. Yes. 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 But look, one, one day I'm going to write a, another article about 
wages and payments and that could get me into a lot of trouble but i've come to a point now where it's like these things need to come out they really do need to come out Mm -hmm. you know and Mm -hmm. again sorry to plug it but the recent article on managers has gone out on social media and there's a certain platform that i use religiously and it's got quite a few impressions let's put it that way quite a few impressions not, I don't know whether people are clicking on the actual link itself, but you never know. Let's, yeah, I'll, yes. I'll, I'll, I'll do, I'll do, I'll do a quick check now. Um, you do that. Yeah, but I should say as well that uh, we're getting, we're getting some good views on it. So yeah, that's all right. People, that's people, people are going to be, pe- people are going to be paying attention. Mm. for sure all right well look before we wrap it up because i think people might be slowly slowly falling asleep here we put it on the facebook group page for any questions and we we had a couple of questions actually questions for the show um and perhaps some of our live viewers can help us with the answers because it's a bit of a tricky one there are a couple of tricky ones anyway um where are they so mike pieri what is the work that sorry start again what is the record number of managerial sackings in the Cypriot league feels like it gets worse every year well as i said last season we counted 28 does anyone know if there's a higher number than that well i be a difficult one to the issue is as well is the league is bigger than what it was as well so yes yes i know um, a lot of times in the past there was only 10 or 12 teams and how far back are we going to go as well because (laughs) well (laughs) i don't think there's any records you can't can't go there's like a database (laughs) yeah to, to be fair the further back you go this is with everybody the further back you go the managers stay a long time yeah you say that but i think at omonia we in the 80s even during the time we were successful i I think we had the manager every year most of them were bulgarian anyway (laughs) yeah i saw that i saw that when i was doing the research to my to my article Mm. Um, a a lot of bulgarians and a lot mm. of names that, if you pronounce in English, they sound very rude. <laughs> uh, okay, next question. Well, actually, there's only one more. Ryan Guild, thank you for tuning in, Ryan. With all the managerial seconds, who is considered the greatest coach in the history of Cypriot football? What is the record for the longest-serving manager as well? Wow, okay. 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 So, so, yeah, go on. You You go with your... Um, your arguments to and I mean, was it four and against greatest one? greatest coach? Yeah, I'm going to be biased. Uh oh, I'm going to tell you Jovanovic. Mm-hmm. Well, we're talking four league titles and one Cypriot Cup and two spells. Well, yeah, but also what he did in the Champions League, you know. <laughs> okay, I think I think what he did with uh that Abuel team uh the way he got 
those players playing and the way the, the league couldn't keep up, keep up with what he was doing mm-hmm. is uh, I think I think he did it. I think he did a fantastic job I think he's despite what gets says. I think he was the best. He was the best coach. I mean, look at what he's doing in Greece at the moment. Okay, that's what you're going with, yeah. Yep. Inga Britson. <laughs> <laughs> well, look. When you look at the records, I mean, you mentioned Jovanovic. You know, four champ, four titles, four super cups. You won the super cup. Um, you know, Ketspire won three league titles with well, one with Abuel, two with Anorthosi, won two. Just a bit, uh, a bit, a bit. The one with Abuel, he didn't win it. Well, he was the coach for most of it, was he not? He was, but he didn't win it. Costis. Oh, okay. Well, he's he's going to claim it, isn't he? He's going to claim it. He's claiming it, but it's not his to claim. He's going to claim it. Have... Anyway. Anyway, you've got um, Arsov, that's our Omonia, uh, three league titles between 86 and 93. I think he had two spells with us, four Cypriot Cups. And then you've got uh, Mitosevic that won, I think, was it four in the bounce? Four in the bounce, Anorthosi? Four league titles on the bounce and a, and a, and a, a Cypriot Cup as well. I think they did the double in 98, didn't they? What I can do is. I can get some stats up. Let's have a look. Go on, you get your stats up. You get your stats up. So, for the viewers, who would you say is the greatest coach in Cypriot football of all time? I saw I saw Arsov come up. Yep. I brought him up, bro. I brought him up. Don't worry. Jovanovic, Berg, Milojevic. Okay, there's three. But which one would you choose, Loizo? Which one of the three? And even if it hurts your feelings, don't worry about it. Just say it. We're not going to hold it against you. Because you, you can't... As much as we don't like Abuel and for, and what they achieved, you can't, you know, just poo-poo it because they're our rivals. Like, Jovanovic was elite. Okay. So, um, I've got it here on Transfer Marked. Oh? And they've got it on... They've got it on points per game. Right. Uh, okay. Hold on, let me see. Let me see how far back I can put this. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, minimum amount of matches: fifty matches. Is that enough? Yeah, I'd say that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, points per game. <laughs> You're not going to believe who's top. Points per game. Yeah, on points per game. Oh, don't tell me I've lost it. No, 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 don't worry. No, no, no. So, um, I, I'll read up, I'll read off the top five, right? So, five is Milojevic, he's got 2.03 right. points per game. Okay, four is Uzunidis, he's got he's played 50 matches, but yeah, he's a 2.04 points per, per game. Number three is Christiansen with 2.09 points per game. Oh, well, yeah. Jovanovic is two with 2.22 points per game. And uh, number one is Zonis. Who the 
fuck out of here. June 9. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, what I can. Well, I would, you wouldn't say he's the greatest, though, would you? No, no. What, but but what we're say what we're seeing here is he's got the most points per match. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm just looking. Um, let's see. So six. There's Petev. He's got two points per game. Okay. And then you've got uh, Idiakev, uh, 1.96. Oh, okay. He had two spells at Ike, didn't he? Yeah. 100 matches altogether. And uh, Getspire is number eight. Mm. With 1.95 points per game. Gimme! <laughs> Gimme! Uh, then Spilevsky is 1.92. And then Berg with 1.88. Here's a question. Rounds off the 10. Here's a question. If Ari win the title this season, if they win the title this season and perform a miracle, and I use this, and they perform a miracle by getting into the semi-finals of the Europa League, does that make Spilevsky the GOAT? It gets him close. If it if it doesn't make him the go, he gets him close, doesn't it? But that's only two league titles. So we're we no. going based on on European qualification. Well, yeah, that's a very important part of it, isn't it? In that case, should Berg not be considered, given that he won two league titles? Okay, one not officially. I know people are going to get at me for that. Right, he got two. Listen, the club was saying back to back, so I'm taking that. They, and I'm only I finished top twice. <laughs> there you go. Oh, okay. Well, we were we actually did win the league during the pandemic. We did win it. Mm. We did win the league. Mm, did we not yeah. win the league? Well, yeah, finished. Didn't did it? No, the following season though. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, mm. and he got us to the group stages for the first time in our history. So mm-hmm. shouldn't he shouldn't he not be considered, or are we just going by getting through to the latter stages and then because if, if that's the case, I'm not going to argue. I'm talking about no, for the club's history. You, you you have to put Getspire up there, and Anorthos has never got out of the group stages, did they? No, it's true. That's true. Although he he's self proclaimed as the greatest. Yeah, but uh, so I'm yeah, not I'm but... not I'm not putting him in there because just because of the fact that he said it. Yeah. Yeah, but he has to be in there because the stats don't lie. <laughs> it's the people who interpret the stats that lie. I think by this Markling thingy is not fair. We didn't mention Meghan Markle. No, I think it's I, I, I think it transfer marked because I, I I did it off transfer marked. Okay, okay, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yes, for Seminal. Manikui, no talk about Seaman, please. No, 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 no. I mean, these coaches have 40 games a year now. Okay, so, okay. I get what you mean. So there's more games involved. Yeah. Cup, etc., etc. Well, yeah, I mean, that's why, that's why I did it points per match. Yep. Berg achieved second most difficult thing in Cypriot football. Obviously, I bought European results first, qualifying for group stages. There's that. But then again, so did Lennon. 
Yeah. <laughs> so did Lennon. So yeah, look, I I think it's very. I don't think anyone could begrudge Jovanovic as being called the best coach in Cyprus. I don't think you can begrudge him that. You could argue it, but if it came to a majority vote, for example, right? Let's just say Abuo and Omonia fans aren't allowed to vote, right? And Jovanovic gets the the the. Gets the overall vote from Abolon or whatever fans, right? You couldn't begrudge him. You couldn't. Well, I wouldn't begrudge it because I'm in agreement. No, but what I'm saying <laughs> yeah. is that yeah. in the interest of fairness and, and to be balanced and objective, mm-hmm. it's very difficult to, you know, Berg was the first, the pressure was immense. Well, this I think this is the other thing that we need to take into consideration. I'm not saying that Berg should be up there. But I think we need to consider the achievements that he made, given that the previous year, I remember October time, I think we lost, did we lose to Olympiagos? And um, no, it was the following season. It wasn't the COVID, it wasn't the pandemic, or that was cancelled, it was the following season. We lost to Olympiagos away from home. And apparently Laco wanted him gone. They wanted him out. But they kept him. And we got we were in the group stages at the time as well, and then we went on to win the league. So I think yeah, the the pressure was in, insane. But I think the one thing that has tainted our title win that season was most well, all the games were behind closed doors, mm. and I think that's what it is. When you go to I mean, this is this is another subject for another time. But you know when there's fans in the stadium, it certainly makes a difference. Hundred percent. What I will say is, some games in Gibraltar. The atmosphere didn't change much between having fans there and not having fans there. You think? Well, for instance, right? Um, let's stick at Sirio and there's Garmiotis Savas' Doxa. Okay. What's the difference between having fans there and not having fans there? Yeah, I get that. But what I'm talking about is that if you're Omonia and you're playing up well yeah. in the derby and you're away, yeah, yeah, it's going to make a difference. If you're yeah. Anothosi going to Abolon at the Tsirio or Ael Abolon, it makes a difference. I mean, that, that, that game didn't even go through last season, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think that's the one thing that tainted our title victory, that it wasn't in front of supporters and you, people going to say, oh, well, there was no one in the ground and the atmosphere didn't get to the players and they were free free to play, whatever. But at the same time, it was a, um, how can I put it? It was an anomaly in football because there weren't fans in the stadium. So at the same time, the, perhaps the players' adrenaline levels weren't going to be as high and maybe their performance levels as a result were going to be lower. So that's another, that's the other side to the argument. And that's the scientific uh, side of things. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Right. Question for you, Thasso, from Pedro. For the sake of asking, does he recognize the fact that Omonia is the only team that was playing the Euro- European games every week, not every two weeks? I mean, yeah, but that doesn't change the. What, what, what does what does that do? I think what he's saying is that Omonia played more games in a shorter period of time, which 
worked as a disadvantage to us, whereas Upper World were playing a game every two weeks. This is this is the you know how like you've got Premier League Twitter and they mm-hmm. argue about you know who's better, Salah or Hazard. Oh, you know? it's, it's, and I think this is I think this is yeah Cyprus's social media. I get it. I get it. I get it. You you can only play what's in front of you. That's it. Who did Upperworld play in the group stage that season anyway? They had... Oh, bloody hell, man. Uh, they had... Uh, 2012. So it was 2011-2012 that season, wasn't it? They had Zenit... Krita. I'm just wikipedia it. Come on, where is it? For fuck's sake. Zenit, Porto and Shakhtar. Yeah. So... And they won the group. Leon in the next round, which you guys won on penalties. Yeah, and then we got the Real Madrid. And then Real Madrid came to town. Yeah. And they they gave you a taste of your medicine. Yeah. Ronaldo scored twice in the in the game at the Bernabeu. Yep. Funny that Ronaldo couldn't score against Amonio though. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, all, all right. Wait, wait. <laughs> 50 year old Ronaldo. You know, fifty-year-old Ronaldo is gonna have a bit. Of oh come on! Anyway, so do you believe we're going to beat Red Star away? Ah, Red Red. So Red Star Belgrade. The talking about the uh, Europe Alice's Europa League. Is that right? No, Adi aren't playing Red Star. They're playing Betis. Huh? So oh oh you mean ah okay because no because when on one year we played we played uh Red Star Belgrade in the qualifiers. Right. And it was only one game. It was only one game and we beat them on penalties. That's what he's talking about. Ah, okay. Got you. So do I believe we could have beaten them away from home? I mate, I don't know. I really don't know. Really, really, really don't know. Because this is football. I mean, look at Legge Warsaw. That was one game as well. So, but then again, we played against the likes of Granada and we gave them a run for their money. Yeah, listen, it's it's done. It's done. We can't argue about that season. It was it was. I think it was a historical season for us. I mean, f- certainly for the the No Choftes podcast, it was something special. Anyway, I think I might just go back to watch some of those um, some of our reactions to some of the games around happier times. When we knew that we had a team with balls. Anyway, one game is more than none games for qualifying, e.g. a ball lucky draw. Ah, there it is. Ah, man. <laughs> you can tell that it's mostly all money fans watching this at the moment, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell. Yeah. You can tell. Listen, any day, boys, um, let's face facts. They did it and we haven't. Yeah. It's that simple. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. But. You know, it's, they're, they're the only separate club to reach that stage in Europe. And whether we like them or not, you've got to give them their flowers for it. But, you know, it is what it is. And uh, until we do something similar, if not better, that's always going to be thrown in our face. Um, yeah, listen, we're not around anymore to drag you kicking and screaming into the future. Yeah, somebody <laughs> else has got to do it now since uh, we're being weighed down by all the debt. So. <laughs> 
Anyway, I think we're done. We've done almost two hours, almost yeah. two hours. So thank you everyone for tuning in. Don't forget to hit that like button. Leave a comment if you're watching it on the repeats. Uh, as I said, we've got the giveaway with Food From Cyprus. Visit foodfromcyprus.com. Use the discount code NCN12. When you make a purchase, you'll be immediately entered into the draw to get two nights in an Airbnb in Lefkosia. This We're not going to pay for your flights if you're watching from outside of Cyprus, by the way. You're going to have to pay for it yourselves. But check the link at the bottom in the description. You can see the Airbnb. And if you want to rent it before the new year, go ahead. You know, this is fine. It's fine. You know, we're not going to be pissed off. It's, it's all good. But, yeah. What I would say as well is, yes. you know, cup final. Is it the cup final in, in uh, when is it, May? May. Yep. Might need some accommodation for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And don't forget, every time you purchase with that code, you'll be entered into the draw. So you can you could be entered 15, 16 times. It just depends on how many times you, you use it. So you could have 16 entries if you want, you know, which obviously makes it easier for you to well say reduce it well. Greatens your chances. Greatens? Greatens. Is that a word? Greatens. Embiggins. Embiggins, yeah. Embiggins. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah. All right, cool. Ducks. Well, look, follow us on uh, Instagram and on Twitter at ThisIsMappa. Thaso is at FlezGafez. Anything else you want to promote, my guy? Check the website, guys. Stel's got a new article. Yes, I have. Click it, the linky. Absolutely. So until next time, boys and girls, adios. Adios.